Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 409. On this episode, we're going to talk about uh, all of our experience attending the ATX Television Festival Season 8 down in uh, Austin, Texas, I guess uh, over a week ago now, uh, and uh, all of the uh, panels and uh, shows we screened and things we did, and then uh, since a bunch of shows, uh, summer shows were either being screened there or whatnot, it'll sort of work as an extended summer TV preview from the last episode, since we'll have more to say on a bunch of, uh, well, a few more shows uh, than we did last week. As always, you can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 409. I'm Jason, the TV holic from tvholic.com. I'm Kyle from noreruns.net. And Ivy from not from Austin, Texas anymore, <laughs> but for four days I was. All right. So is everybody... Uh, well, I'd say is everybody recovered, but uh, you seem to have a few problems <laughs> once you got back there, Ivy. <laughs> yeah, little, uh, little, little illness not related to the trip popped up after I came home, but um, I am just about recovered from that. So thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, I think I'm just uh, about. Uh, I think I've caught up on some sleep, if that's a thing you can do, and uh, and it was weird taking my father out for uh, brunch for Father's Day yesterday that I was like, wow, I've already been back a week. It was just a week ago that I was having brunch with a bunch of people in Austin. Total upgrade with your dad, though, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's funny, though, is how it feels like longer, but yet not that long. Like it, it seems like we've been back forever, but then also you're just like, it seems like we just got back. It's a weird conundrum. But uh, we're going to talk about the ATX Television Festival Season 8 and uh, starting off with uh, each of us. How many times have we now attended the festival? This was five for me. I believe, uh, five I believe, yeah, five I believe. for me as well. I, I've gone every year that you've gone. So. And uh, what is this? Uh, two for you, Ivy? This was my eighth season. Oh, oh <laughs> wait. No, that's a lie. It was. Uh, this is my third year. It was your third? Third? Yeah. Is that sad that I don't remember you there one year? <laughs> I just figured you couldn't count. I was going to go with that rather than the fact that you forgot me. Well, I'm trying to, well, what, uh, you were there this year. You weren't there, or you were there last year? There was the Battlestar year. There was the year that someone got engaged, and then there was this oh, year. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is this year. I wasn't counting this year for some reason, I guess. Uh, you forgot about that engagement year. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> well, you know there were other things on my mind <laughs> that year. I guess <laughs> Ivy's whereabouts. Not uh, although Ivy did get the best picture of the proposal because it has the woman in the background with the best photo bomb ever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love it. I either I either have uh, in my picture is either everyone else that was taking pictures or I'm in everyone else's picture because <laughs> we're all on opposite sides of you. Because I didn't, was one of those. Oh, we've told the story. I'll shut yeah, up. I'm good. At, I'm good at taking pictures of other people and not realizing who they are as well. Yeah. But uh, more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> That's a preview. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, I thought we'd, uh, just kind of go over 
what we did uh, each day, what things we we saw each day, starting with the starting with Thursday, and what did uh, what did you do on Thursday, Kyle? Uh, so I started off with the Prodigal Son. There was the Fox, uh, an upcoming Fox show uh, that's going to be airing in the fall. Uh, so they aired the pilot and had some of the cast there to talk about it. And then after that, um, I went to the panel for the Terror Infamy, which was the it's uh, we got to see the first episode of the second season of the show. And they had some cast there to talk about it. And then I had the opening night uh, Euphoria, the new HBO show that just premiered last night as of when we're recording. Um, So they had that was their big event. Uh, They showed us the premiere and had a bunch of the cast and creators there to talk about it. That sounded like opening night was awesome there, Kyle. You're like, I had the opening night euphoria. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so good. Uh, it was so euphoric, some people left in the middle of the screening. Yes. <laughs> Yet also, somebody kept their, like, what, 10-year-old there until the end to ask a question. So... There's all kinds that show up for the <laughs> festival. Uh, how about you, Ivy? I um, I got a late start. I flew in, landed, landed, missed the first round of things, but I attended the aforementioned uh, terror infamy screening. Um, although I'm gonna, uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna object to some cast being there and call out the uh, the venerable Mr. George Takei was there. Um, so that was a pretty big moment for me seeing him. Uh, and then also attended the euphoric opening night screening. Um, and also want to call out venerable, amazing cast member, Eric Dane was there at the screening. I just want to make sure everyone knows that Eric Dane was there. That's right. Uh, may or may not have been all there for that one scene in the episode, but he was definitely all there on stage. Yes, he was. Uh, there was way too much of him on the epi- in the episode, actually. I think, but you know, that's well, I don't know that all of that was him. But that's <laughs> a whole other conversation. His clothes, from his, his clothes were all there on the stage as well, which was. <laughs> yes. Uh, for me, I did the uh, Prodigal Son screening as well, and uh, then uh, a bit later, I did. Uh, the TV's top five uh, presented by the Hollywood reporter, which is uh, their uh, TV podcast that uh, Dan Feinberg and Leslie Goldberg do. And uh, they did a live, a live recording where they also had some, uh, uh, some guests where they, they normally are just talking about uh, some of the top stories of the week. And, but this time they did some segments where they had some guests from the, uh, like the co-creators of the festival talking about uh, how it all started and and whatnot and uh, and then uh, I as well attended the opening night. Didn't find it quite as euphoric as everybody else, but uh. no. <laughs> well, it's definitely a letdown from last year, you know. Uh, so did yeah, you want to talk about any of these shows? Well, I think. Well, I kind of was thinking we'd go over each of those, and then in the next uh, thing, we'd go back and actually focus in on the actual shows that we, okay. we screened so we can all uh, 
we can just sort of give a flavor of what kind of stuff is at the festival and what kind of uh, uh, things we uh, we did. I mean, spoiler alert, you can say whether you liked it or not. That's just <laughs> like... <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, Ivy, what about you on uh, Friday? Uh, Friday was a fuller day for me, probably the fullest day of the, uh, the show. Um, I attended the pitch competition for the first time. Um, then swung by Bo Willimon's annual um, Let's Talk It Out panel rather than a TV panel. Uh, then swung back to state. I was at state a lot of the day uh, and attended the uh, unproduced panel where they did a, uh, a script reading of an unproduced TV pilot. Um, and then, you know, with a bunch of um, of the I keep wanting to call them ambassadors, but or are they? Yeah, the ambassadors, yeah, right? Yeah, they're uh, yeah, ATX ambassadors, some of the ones that are some of the actors and and stuff that are right, more, more associated with the festival. Uh and then and then they flipped it. Uh, they did that for about 30 35 minutes and then flipped it, brought out a whole nother panel, a, a really good panel to talk about um the process of you know, the script production process, the pilot production process. Um, and then one of the highlights of my week, I will give you that little spoiler alert. Also in state theater, I felt like I was just going in circles, uh, <laughs> was the Greek reunion panel, uh, which was, uh, yeah. And that was the last thing I think I did for the day. So that was, um, that was my, that was my Friday. How about you, Kyle? Uh, so I started the morning off with the navigating international markets panel, which was basically a bunch of people that, buy shows or sell shows to other international markets. And so that was a pretty interesting discussion there of how that works and and some of that. And then after that, I went to the Bless This Mess panel. They showed an episode. I actually enjoyed the show way more rewatching it this time on the big screen than I did when it originally aired. But uh, they had uh, Pam Greer and some other and Lake Bell and some other uh people uh related to the show there um and then i went to the blumhouse tv panel where basically they talked about um uh creating this tv offshoot and how it works with the the film side of things and and how the two work together to uh create properties or or pass properties to one another and uh so they had people from uh from the executives from from that company there uh and then after that i joined you guys at the greek reunion panel and then i uh switched hotels and then i ran back for the league reunion which was a lot of fun uh so they had a bunch of the cast members on stage reminiscing about the show yeah for me friday was my uh lightest day of the festival uh, I had a nice uh, buffet breakfast at the hotel, and uh, then uh, then switched hotels to the same hotel that uh, Kyle was switching to because this year hotels were kind of expensive, but we found some uh, we found some good uh, weekend deals at the Hampton, so it was worth a uh, a little bit of hassle of having to switch hotels partway through the the five days, but uh, then. Made it just in time uh, to the Alamo uh, Draft House to see the uh, screening of uh, 
the pilot of uh, Perpetual Grace LTD. Uh, and just in time, as in I, myself and Lynn and then uh, uh, Bill were three the th- last three to get in <laughs> to, to see the... Uh, and you had a fast pass for that yeah, too, right? I had a fast pass for it, but I did not get there in time to use that fast pass, but I barely got there in time to actually see the episode, uh, which I quite liked. Uh, but uh, we'll talk more about that in a bit. And then uh, the next thing I did was uh, go to the uh, Greek reunion, which was one of the highlights of the festival. It was uh, quite a fun time. They had a pretty good uh, uh, a bit of uh, of the cast there to reminisce and talk about, you know, the the show. And the moderator wasn't even really needed; just kind of popped a maybe a couple questions out there and then the cast just talked amongst themselves for the rest of the time, kind of asking each other questions and going off on whatever that brought up and a new story and a, something else about it. And, uh, it was just, a that was just a really good time. And, uh, but apparently Kyle, even though he was there the whole time and saw Spencer Grammer on stage, didn't recognize her later. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was, I was good. I want to say, I wanted to verify before we told the story that Kyle was at the Greek reunion yeah. with us. Oh, I was there. I watched her for an hour. He <laughs> but was, I still didn't recognize I, her. I think the problem was, Kyle, is by the time we got in there, you weren't able to get to the front row. And so that must be it. Know, from, I, I from messed like, up my. From like 11 rows back, it was just, uh, you, it didn't sink in as well. So, so the story that we haven't really told really is is relatively straightforward. But we're all sitting at a table. I think it was. I think it was the next day. I don't think it was the same day. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was it a was different Saturday day. Night. Yeah, yeah. We were sitting at a table at the uh, at the badge holder lounge, and someone taps uh, Kyle on the shoulder, and says, "Hey, do you mind taking this picture?" Um, and it's uh, an attendee standing next to uh, two two very lovely looking ladies. Uh, but the person that she's wanting to get the picture with is Spencer Grammer, the star of. Um, the star of Greek. And, you know, Kyle's like, oh, sure, I'll take the picture and sits down. And we always like to call out celebrity sightings when we're there because it's a little fun. And we're like, you, you realize you just, that was Spencer Grammer, right? <laughs> Kyle had no idea. <laughs> I was just concentrating on taking a really good yeah, picture. See, he was... I was... Good. You were in the moment. That's. I was giving all my effort to take a good picture and not worrying about who I was taking a picture of. <laughs> And thus, didn't get his own picture. <laughs> because I wish you guys had taken a picture of me taking a picture of them. <laughs> that would have been great. I do, too. I wish I had. That would have been fantastic. If I would have only known then that, that you I didn't, didn't know. know who you were taking a picture of, I totally would have taken a picture of it. But, yeah, that was... Uh, but uh, speaking of Saturday, earlier in the day, Saturday was my... Heaviest day, if you say going to four things, was the... Uh, uh, but this year, I don't know, the way things were... Or at least the things that I was most interested in, I was able to make most of them, but uh, they were the way that things were gapped and stuff like that, or occasionally something like my first thing of the day on Saturday was Veronica Mars. But it started at 10.30 instead of 10 like a lot of stuff. And so when it was over at 1130, you couldn't, uh, 
really make it to get in line to something that started at noon. And, uh, and so it made it, uh, although I was able to, to squeak and use my fast pass for undone, which was good because I needed a nap. And, uh, <laughs> and then Rowan Shade. I, I had trouble here in the second episode. <laughs> and then I went to uh, a little bit of gap of time and then went to the Men and Trees retrospective uh, where they uh, had uh, uh, some of the cast and then uh, the creator and uh, one of the uh, writers. Uh, and then uh, they showed. They also showed the pilot episode, and then they uh, they reminisced about the show a bit after that. And then went to the uh, the closing night, which was a premiere of Showtime's uh, City on a Hill, uh, which w- Showtime was nice enough to do a premiere at the ATX Festival, and then kind of stomp on it by putting it out on YouTube <laughs> the day before. But uh, but it was still cool to see it on the big screen. Uh, but uh, how about you, Ivy? What did you do on Saturday? Uh, so I went to the aforementioned uh, Veronica Mars panel. Um, because of that weird overlap and wanting to make sure I got a seat for uh, the something in that 2 o'clock block, I, I went to the Let's Talk About Sex Scenes uh, panel, but I was really only there for about 20, 25 minutes. Um, made my way over to the Alamo for the Grey's, um, Grey's Anatomy screening and then episode discussion. Uh, and then kind of had a relaxing rest of the afternoon at the bachelor. (laughs) Into the evening. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had tickets to the closing night thing and, uh, decided, uh, that I was enjoying my afternoon with the, uh, camaraderie in the bachelor lounge. Yeah. And, uh, Right up until the time uh, Kyle took a picture of uh, Spencer Grammer. <laughs> yeah. And then we... I mean, I don't want to do the math on how long I was there. <laughs> That's uh, completely unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, it, it, five hours. <clears throat> uh, but... <laughs> oh, I'll, 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 I'll take five hours. Five hours is fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's five hours. <laughs> it could have been six-ish by the time we actually got out of there to go... Uh, uh, try and uh, grab some food. But yeah, how about you, Kyle? What did you do on? Uh... Uh, so I started the morning off with some bacon. I went to the uh, Tremors pilot presentation uh, panel, which was basically like a hybrid showing us clips from the pilot. Uh, then also reading and summarizing scenes from the pilot, having the cast there doing some script reading for some of the scenes and uh, also a little discussion at the end. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I, I kind of wished that the show had been picked up because I really wanted to see it after that. Uh, then I joined you um, in the Undone uh, panel and screening, which is a new animated show that's coming to, I think, Amazon Prime, right? Yes. Uh, so they showed two episodes of that, and then it was basically us and pretty much the entire production yeah. <laughs> crew. <laughs> they, they reserved almost the whole theater. I was sitting next to the son of the or the nephew of the creator, I think, <laughs> and like, yeah, it was almost all crew or people that worked on the show. Yeah, her family us. was there, and then like, yeah, there was people that worked for the show, and then I think wasn't some of it done by some. 
by a group there in Austin. So like they were a bunch of them were actually uh, yeah there that did you know that did some of the animation. And so yeah, in the seventy five seat theater, there was probably. I don't I'd know. say at least two thirds was probably. <laughs> There's probably yeah. I was gonna say there was maybe thirty people that were attendees that got to see uh, the episode, uh, but uh, or the episodes. Uh, sounds like they didn't miss much from how you've described it, though. <laughs> well, we we can talk about that one uh, when we. <laughs> it's not totally that I didn't <clears throat> like it. It was. It was that I was tired from <laughs> the night before <laughs> and. I was in a comfortable chair and the lights were out, so I it, went it was sleep. just it, it was justified. But <laughs> let, 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 let me continue with my uh, my list. After that, then I I just squeaked into the um, into the Grey's Anatomy panel. After that, um, I, and they removed a whole bunch of reserved seats. So I got a really nice seat for that. Like they opened those up because no one had showed up. And then after that. I went to the most likely to make you laugh panel, which was uh, probably my favorite thing of the of the show, which had basically um, it was moderated by Mark Evan Jackson, who is the um, Sean on The Good Place. He and he's Sean. also on. Yeah, <laughs> he's also on uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And then they had Darcy Carden from The Good Place, Lauren Ash from Superstore and Melissa Fumero. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So it was just those funny people all talking about their shows and everything. Uh, and then after that, I went to the closing night City on a Hill uh, screening and, and discussion. Yeah, I will say that the uh, the, the Veronica Mars uh, panel was pretty good, even though there was no Veronica no. Mars. But it was, it was all it was all the uh, guys from the cast. Uh, uh, but uh, it was a good uh, that was a good discussion and uh and then we also got to see in that like an extended clip from uh the first episode of the the new episodes and then we also got to see the the trailer that they were putting out on Hulu to announce that the show was coming back as well as that the first 3 seasons would be on Hulu as of July first uh, to to help you lead into the uh, the return of the show later in July. So so that was cool. And then uh, and then uh, Sunday was my uh, super light day because after we were uh, out for uh, a bit to get to went and got to, well basically we got queso. <laughs> we went to Chewy's and we got queso. Saturday night, and uh, by the time we got back and everything, I just didn't feel like getting up in the uh, to go to any panel at ten o'clock. And there wasn't the only thing I think I was kind of interested in was the Good Place podcast, which uh, I believe you went to, Kyle. Yep. But uh, instead, just kind of uh, hung out and then met uh, Ivy and uh, my f- beautiful fiance and. Uh, some others at uh, the Iron Cactus for a nice Sunday brunch, and then uh, <laughs> and then headed over and got in line to uh, see the season premiere screening of uh, of Younger, uh, the season six premiere that they they had, and then they had uh, 
uh, a little bit of a Q&A after that uh, to talk about the show. And then uh, they had some uh, food and uh, stuff that I didn't need to eat <laughs> in the Badge Holder Lounge afterwards. Uh, but, you know, you put out tater tots and queso, and I'm going to have to try some. But that was uh, that was my day for for uh, Sunday. Basically, just uh, the uh, younger screening and, uh, and Q&A. How about you, Kyle? Uh, so I had a pretty full day. I started off with the Good Place, the podcast, which was basically uh, just uh, Mark Evan Jackson and Darcy Carden talking about the show. Um, that was another fun panel. Um, and then after that, uh, since Paul joined you for the brunch, he gave me his fast pass for Fear the Walking Dead. So I got a nice seat for that. Um, and that they had a bunch of the cast there. They showed the second episode of the season and uh, had a Q&A. And then I joined you for the younger uh, screening slash Q&A. And then I had tater tots and <laughs> bagel chips or whatever they had out there. Yeah. And, but I that was my first food of the day besides the <laughs> hotel breakfast. Uh, and uh, how about you, Ivy? What was your uh, Sunday? Well, I um, I sat i I played the long game and lost. I sat outside the uh, the Good Place podcast room. Just thinking, hey, if they added seats in the back, I'm just going to sit here and not stand in line and go get in only if I can walk in. And the sad part is, is they ended up letting, I think, everyone in. So if I had, you know, five minutes before it was over, if I just walked the 10 feet from where my chair was to the line, I would have gotten in just fine. <laughs> uh, but I enjoyed I enjoyed, I went to Voodoo Donuts that morning, brought the donuts back to the Stephen F and just kind of was sitting there in the lobby. Uh, missed that. Um had a second breakfast at Iron Cactus. It was, I think, it was my first time there. It was, it was nice going in instead of standing outside, being giving the dirty eye from the manager for crowding the line. Yeah, um, yeah the line to, into the Alamo wraps around the Iron Cactus, which is right next door. Uh, and yeah. uh, oh, is that the one that the, is that the plaid shirt guy that yells at everyone for blocking his entrance, or is the Iron Cactus is on the other side? No, it's uh, the Iron Cactus. You got it right. Okay. Yeah, the Iron Cactus is the one right on the. It's right on the corner. Right. Um, I think. And I think the only other thing I did that. Yeah, I saw the went to the Roswell panel, which was um, moderated by Julie Pleck, who's uh, an EP, and um, you had Karina McKenzie and uh, an assortment of the staff. Um, excuse me, of the cast there. Um, and it was a, it was a nice. It was a, a nice group of the cast. It wasn't all of the leads, but it was a it was a good balance. Um, and the and you can just really tell that cast really likes each other, likes being around each other, and they've got history together. And it was a really, really well done panel that I left when it was when it was time. And I think they kept the panel going for about 15, 20 minutes longer than that. I had misjudged the amount of time I needed to get to the airport. I, I could have hung out for it with with time to spare. Um, but had I not, who knows? Maybe I would have ended up at a different <laughs> at a different bar and not been sitting right across from Spencer Grammer the entire time who I was properly able to identify and, but, but didn't ask her for a picture cause she looked like she was working. Uh, I felt like there was some, some like reference to me there in that no, statement. No, no. <laughs> I just, you know, like I said, we like to call out celebrity sightings uh, and I, you know, sat with, 
across the way from uh, the lovely Mrs. Grammer at the bar. All right. So uh, what would you say your, Ivy, what would you say your highlights of the panels or Q&As or, or whatnot were? I mean, there were there were a couple of really good ones. Um, I, I mean, I really, the Grey's Anatomy screening was such a, I hate to use this, but such a special, um, event. So they took the, and I'm blanking on the episode name. Um, but it was the, Uh, was it silent all these years? Yeah. Silent all these years. Thank you. Um, which is the episode where Joe, um, goes to, you know, travels and confronts. She's finally figured out who her birth mother was. The story is told going back and forth uh, in time where Joe is uh, helping with a, uh, a female patient who'd walked into the ER and had been physically assaulted. Um, and so it was, it was um, Camilla Luddington who plays Joe. It was Kim Raver who plays Teddy Altman. It was the writer of the episode. Um, and then the, I, I, you know, the rumor on the street was that they really tried to get Debbie uh, Allen to be there uh, for the screening as well. She directed um, and then Christopher Vernoff, the showrunner, was scheduled to be there, but had to cancel at the last minute for something I'm sure had been on the schedule for a lot longer than the last minute. Um, although, ironically, the writer and her just did a you know podcast appearance on for EW on that same episode doing a deep dive. So, but neither here nor there. The uh, if you've not seen that episode, it's incredibly well done. It's emotional. It's powerful. It is all of it is. It lives up to the billing. Anything you've heard about it. Um, and so to experience that in a group of people, I think, was uh, meaningful. Um, and then the discussion after it and to hear some of the stories behind it, um, to understand uh, the, the thing that particularly jumped out to me, and I'm probably going on well past, Jason, which you've allotted for me here. Um, but the there was a story when the there was a scene where they wheeled the patient down a hallway and um to prevent her, she really didn't want to interact with any men during this experience. So um, the characters lined the hallway uh, with with female staff from across the hospital, and all of those all of those people standing there. I mean, the um, a whole bunch of the advisors were there, but more importantly, a lot of the female crew had volunteered to do that. Um, and so Shonda had to pay their replacements right so if you know if a, a gaffer wanted to be in it well Sean had to go out and pay another gaffer to come in and sub that day uh, and then didn't require anybody to take time off so essentially they let anybody any female member of the cast because that's what the scene called for uh, come in and, and be an extra on set for that uh, kind of at no cost to them from a uh, from a time loss perspective uh, was a really neat thing to do and just kind of shows that that's the that's that the way they produce that show, I think, is really well done. It's a, you know, kind of that family atmosphere. So that was I mean, there's a lot of other good stuff, uh, but that was that truly was, I think, the highlight of the weekend for me. How about you, Kyle? Uh, definitely the highlight for me was the most likely to make you laugh panel because those three women together were just hilarious. Plus, they had like someone I think it's someone that they work with kept on coming out with beers for them or beers and wines, depending on who they were. And like at one point someone knocked one over and then he came back out with more for everyone. And so it became like almost like a drinking game on stage with them while they were, uh, while they were doing the panel. So it got a little more, uh, wild as it went along. Um, so yeah, that just those three together were a lot of fun. Um, also the league, uh, reunion, uh, for the same reasons, it was just like, 
a hilarious cast all back together, uh, just having fun, uh, ribbing on each other and, and just talking about uh, various stories from behind the scenes of the show. And then uh, I would say, and then also the Tremors pilot, uh, it was like a pilot reading slash uh, presentation uh, that one, it made me really, I had never seen any of the Tremors movies, but I knew it was like the general premise of like giant worms, like eating people. But like after seeing that, I could not figure out why it was not picked up. I could easily see it as like a sci-fi TV series. And so I was disappointed. I was almost disappointed I saw it because now I wanted to see more and and there is no more to see. And they even said there's no plans to even try to shop it anymore. It's it's just done at this point. Well, I think Kevin Bacon's a little busy now anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for me, I think the Greek reunion uh, was probably uh, the highlight of, uh, of the festival. I mean, that was just a really uh, fun Q&A to, to sit in on and, and uh, sort of reminisce about that uh that show and then uh the veronica mars that was a that was a fun discussion as well and uh made me if i don't know if it's possible even more excited to <laughs> for the new episodes to come and uh then i really enjoyed the uh the men and trees uh, retrospective which i just i like it's one of the things they do at the festival there's always one or two like canceled too soon type shows that they uh, bring back and screen and have some of the cast there. And uh, that was kind of fun to, you know, watch the, the pilot episode uh, again. It was a little awkward though, that the half the cast that they had there was not actually in the pilot episode. So it was sort of weird uh, that way, but it was fun to listen to them uh, uh, talk about the show. Uh, and then, uh, and you, you know, it's going to be, a, a good panel when uh, Jenny Bix, who's the was the creator uh, of the show, uh, has what looks like a coffee cup, and she announces to everybody that this is not coffee <laughs> that I'm drinking. So it got the uh, got things off to a, a, a fun conversation about that show too. So uh, I always enjoy those. Uh, that was a show I actually watched when it was uh, on for its. Uh, uh, short-lived uh, on uh, ABC, but they've e even in past ones they've always been fun. Even with shows that I didn't, you know, watch, they're just uh, it's always interesting to see them talk about a show, why they think that it didn't, uh, you know, grab hold at the time, or you know how they think it would do now, or and that type of stuff. So those were my highlights of the. Uh, of the well, the sort of the well that had a screen, but of a non-screen of something sort of a new that was coming. The next thing on the list is to sort of talk a little bit more about some of the things that we screened, and I thought I'd start off talking about uh, starting with the Prodigal Son, which was not a summer show, and then we can go into some of the the other stuff, which was uh, more summer related. But uh, Ivy, you missed a. Missed out on that one, but what did you think, uh, Kyle, of uh, of Fox's uh, upcoming Prodigal Son? I was 
pleasantly surprised by it. I was expecting more of a like a standard procedural, but it was so funny. Like, and I think it was actually meant to be funny. It's not like uh, it was like bad and people were just laughing at it. But like, I was surprised how much like dark humor that they wove into this story. It's it's basically um, I think we talked about it in another podcast. Um, basically, this guy is like a um, I think he's a profiler. For the FBI, is that right? Yeah, he was a profiler for the FBI and had been uh, had been let go because he was not uh, he's not exactly the most stable since finding out that uh, his father turned out to be one of the most notorious serial killers when he was like what was he probably like ten or something like that I think and maybe yeah uh, in the show that uh, he you know his dad gets arrested and. Uh, you know, he kind of grows up talking with him a little bit, uh, but then sort of puts him in his past to try and, uh, you know, go into the FBI and, and try and, I don't know, I guess it's sort of his way of trying to right the wrongs of his father, but then, uh, things kick off in the first episode with what looks to be, uh, a copycat of, of his uh, father's work. And so he has to, of course, go back in sort of the, uh, Michael Sheen plays the father and, and is sort of in that, uh, like Hannibal Lecter got to go talk to the, uh, you know, the crazy psycho killer to find out what this other crazy psycho killer that we're searching for might be, uh, to get clues to find them. But, uh, you know, while it has some of those aspects that you've uh, seen before, I think uh, Michael Sheen works really well as this in that role. Uh, and then uh, I think the show worked really well as I think you'll get kind of a proceduralness to it, but cases might not be solved exactly each week. Maybe it'll take a couple weeks, but there is this bigger. Uh, you know, overarching story that gets set up uh, between you know him and his father and and things uh, that they'll that they'll be dealing with. But uh, I was uh, quite uh, I was quite surprised too because it wasn't as you know sort of like a CBS uh, murder of the week ish as you know it kind of looked like it was going to be maybe. Yeah, it was. There was definitely far more humor than I expected. I like the cast a lot. They it stars the guy who played Jesus on um, The Walking Dead, and then in attendance they had Lou Diamond Phillips and also Halston State Halston Sage, who was on The Orville. And I, I, my brother just started watching that show. I tweeted out a photo. He's like, "Wait a minute, why is she there?" <laughs> is she not on? Is she not on the show anymore? And so he was nervous. I, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I think uh, I think we both kind of have it on our list to you know check out a few more episodes when it uh, when it shows up in the fall, and uh, we'll we'll move on to uh, HBO's Euphoria. Uh, which uh, we all saw. And uh, what did you think, Ivy? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I, I agree with Ivy. 
right. Are you sure? Are you sure we can't talk about the terror infamy? Uh, I don't have much to say about that, but <laughs> it might be easier. Now, Euphoria is um, it's very much I think uh, a cultural sister to Skins, the original UK Skins. Um, in that it it exposes a side of uh, young, you know, teenage life that I think a lot of people uh, either were unaware of or were praying isn't real. Um, but it's it's kind of like, and I and I wish I, I this is not my line. I, I stole it from someone who was either I heard it on Twitter or heard it in the panel, or someone discussed it over the weekend. But it's kind of like skins on HBO, um, so that it shows. Uh, you know, it's much more explicit um, because it's on premium cable than, than say, Skins was um, even, you know, even 10 years ago on, um, you know, I guess broadcast in, in the UK. But uh, it's 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 intense. It's a lot. It's it does not represent my high school experience. Um, we had someone in our crew that says it was kind of representative of theirs. Uh, and that was, you know, kind of in that same time frame. So I, I, I guess the. Sex and drugs and more drugs and uh, I guess a little bit more sex is is pretty prevalent in in some places and this you know it's I, I don't want to talk all about just that I mean there I think there are there's some really good stories there about um, rather than talking about just drugs but talking about addiction um, and dealing with you know emotional trauma and physical trauma and those types of things I think the show can be really good I'm less interested in it than I think I would be if, if I could have um, cop to the characters a little bit more. I think that was what I found the most lacking was that I didn't connect to many of the characters, um, which is why to me was so different from Skins, because I, you know, you connect to the characters on that show instantaneously, uh, even though it keeps changing them every other season. So, um, but yeah, I don't, I, you know, a lot of people have written a lot of good uh, analysis and a lot of people have written a lot of bad analysis about Euphoria. It's all out there. I think all of those people are probably smarter and better to talk about it than I am. So, well, it's a good thing I had you on the podcast then, and not them. <laughs> uh, I, I gave it my shot. <laughs> I agree with everything. I, I, mean, I agree with everything Ivy just said. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a just, shocker. It has never. I happened know before. that never happened. Never happen again. <laughs> but yeah, this didn't. I I could not relate to this at all uh, this was not my high school experience whatsoever but um I, I mean i may check out a second episode but it definitely wasn't something that i was drawn to the highlight of the panel though to me had to be after the, we saw this episode there was like a 10 year old that asked zendaya a question about so what's it like going from Disney to this adult stuff and the look of horror on her face when she saw this little kid in the audience <laughs> like that she just watched this it was amazing uh yeah that was pretty amazing and the crowd reaction too when they realized wait what huh why is she here why was she wa was she watching this uh yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah, I say, uh, you know, connect with it or the, you know, the situations really. But, you know, even at that, usually, like you said, uh, Ivy, you know, just because you haven't necessarily experienced the exact same things or something like that doesn't mean that 
it's not portrayed in a way that you connect with something from some character uh, and in a way that you want to see, you know, more of like how they're going to deal with things and stuff. And, you know, at, at the end of this, I didn't really care, which is kind of, I don't know, uh, considering some of the things that they portray uh, in there is, uh, I don't know, definitely not what they were going for. Um, but then I'm also not sure exactly what they were going for. I get the sort of like, this is a portrayal of, you know, how things are, you know, social media and uh, all these different things that uh, people are uh, dealing with, you know, even more so than when I was in high school, you know, some of those things didn't even exist, let alone uh, just the sort of like the parties and things like that, that they, uh, uh, they have going on. Um, but I think, I don't know, for me, one of the problems I had with it was, like you said, Ivy, that it was on premium cable, and so they felt the need to show more things that you don't necessarily need to show to get your point across. And the thing for me in this is that... The thing? Well, it's it's not even that. <laughs> like, at least that's an, at least that's an adult... While the actors are all 20-something, and so, okay, but they're playing teenagers, and I have a weird, there's, it's just weird to me that, sure, teenagers have sex, sure, they're naked, sure, these things happen, but when you show an actress or an actor that's playing 16 or 17, and you show them topless, or... In these situations, that seems super creepy and weird to me because you wouldn't, you would get arrested if you actually had a 16 or 17 year old on set doing that. And it's the, there's been a couple other shows that have done things like that. And I can't, even if the, I had connected with some storyline or whatever, I can't get past that. And especially knowing that apparently, there's a nice locker room scene coming where you're going to get to see a lot of teenage penis if uh, that's your thing. So that's just, uh, I don't know, seems while they're going for uh, equal opportunity offense here, I guess, it just seems unbelievably wrong to me. So I don't know. That's my opinion on it. I don't know what you guys think of that aspect of, uh, of the show, but it just seems, I don't know, just seems weird to me. Uh, that uh, that they're all okay doing that <laughs> just is kind of creepy. Uh, but on the uh, the uh, creepy front or whatever, you was it both of you that that went to uh, the terror? Yep. Screening and uh, so what did you uh, what did you uh, think of that, Kyle? Um. So. I, I was a bit underwhelmed. This season is basically um, so each it's like an anthology show. So each season is a different terror, and this one centers around um, the Japanese internment camps. Um, what is it? World War Two, and yeah. um, and so it's it's the people that are in those camps, and it, like while well, that's like one terror part of it, but like the supernatural part of it is like these Japanese horror films like mixed in with that 
and like there's like this woman uh who's like a weird monster type of thing that's like terrorizing people but i i just found the first episode to be so incredibly slow that i i mean maybe i'll check out the second episode but i definitely wasn't drawn into it like i was with the first season although the first season lost me like halfway through but it started off really strong this one i wasn't really sold i mean the opening sequence is really good and then then it got pretty slow um but yeah i don't know if i'll continue i mean i like the the concept of it but i don't know if uh i like the full execution how about you, Ivy? If it wasn't for George Takei and it wasn't for um, it being historical fiction, I wouldn't have even tried it. Right? Um, I don't. I like. I, I don't. Uh, Horror is not my genre. I didn't watch the first season. Um, the things that I found most interesting about the show were probably, uh, and this is we're now back to our norm. Were probably the things that Kyle found the slow sections, but just because they leaned more in on the the historical fiction stuff that being said they were still really slow i just was more interested in that side of the story um than than i like i said i i will probably give it another episode or two um but i i recognize the show is probably not for me i'm just trying to see if i can find some things in it um that i can enjoy and i think they're going to be there this season that where maybe they weren't last year maybe they won't be in whatever the next anthology is but um yeah Plus, did I mention George Takei? I just you're just curious. I, I wasn't sure if I'd if I'd drop that name in. Wait, was he there? there? <laughs> See, yeah. I wonder how much he's he's actually going to be in it, though. It almost seems like he's just there. He was mainly there as a as a uh, consultant. But like, I don't know how big his role, like based on what we saw of his character in the first episode, it didn't seem like he's going to be that big of a, a role. But. Well, right. But I I mean, and again, and it speaks to um, the things the things about the, the show that interests me. Um, I mean, I've read I've read his autobiography. I, the, his stories from that time period are incredibly I mean, I've said powerful, like in description of two or three things today already. Um, but I, like that, that to me, like him telling his th- those stories, even if it's even if he's not portraying all of the pieces are what I really keyed in on anyways. Yeah, yeah, he did have some interesting stories at the at the panel itself. So, and there were some, and Jason, there were some neat things too that were were mentioned during the panel, like the the cast is entirely Japanese American, um, and a lot of the extras that they brought in, and there's some, there are some um, key scenes that that you know key historic scenes that happen um, in upcoming episodes about the internment camps, and there's this one uh, extra who you know, commented to the the showrunner that, you know, he is a sent that that he was standing in the place doing the things that his grandparents were forced to do, you know, back in the forties, that they were at this event, this um gathering well not gathering, but this herding of people uh, you know, to the internment camps at this one um sports facility. And like he was standing in the same place carrying the same things, those kind of things. So it was it was really an, a neat uh, neat bit of authenticity that that is there as well. All right, so I believe that uh, I believe that's all the screenings of things we saw on uh, on Thursday. So uh, on to Friday, which uh, uh, Perpetual Grace Ltd was the well the only thing I screened that day, but uh, I quite liked it. 
but uh, Kyle, you, I, I watched a screener you, of it because I didn't sense, uh, but yeah. not uh, not at the festival. What did you think? I I just found it so incredibly slow. It's it's not. I, I have no plans to see a second episode of this. I mean, I like the cast, but I just could not get into this thing. The the only funny part of the show was the there's like this kid that works at a pawn shop who used to be on. Well, I don't know if he's still on, but fresh off the boat, and he added some like humor to the show. But uh, other than that, I wasn't really sold on this show. I, I, I couldn't quite. I mean, I guess they throw like a twist in near the end. But um, yeah, I, I just couldn't get into it. They throw a few twists in uh, at the end. And I thought it was great. And TV and TV's sometimes needs to be slow, Kyle. It's not all about watching it as fast as you possibly can. Or or at, or at super speed. Yeah, it might have just felt slow because I didn't have my TiVo quick mode to watch it. In. Like, and, that could have uh, been why it felt slow. Because uh, then you, you, you're missing some of the artistry and some of how it's shot and some of uh, the situations that get set up. Uh, but I quite liked it. The cast is fantastic. Uh they pay off uh, a bunch of stuff in the first episode, but yet set up so much more that can happen uh, going forward. And uh, and so I plan on I plan on checking out the 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 rest of it. Uh, it's playing on on Epics, which I don't have uh, the channel at uh, at present. But uh, they were nice enough to hand out a six month free uh, subscription to to the to their service so i can have that in the in the future to uh, actually watch it because see kyle if you had that then you could actually record the episodes and then you could watch them in your fast mode and maybe they would work better for you <laughs> rather than watching them on the screener site <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but yeah i quite uh, i quite liked it i thought they did a great job there was there's a few things throughout the episode that are kind of uh they don't really, they don't really do anything. But when there's some reveals at the end, they all tie in, and they had they had references to them, like that throughout the episode. And uh, I just thought it was really well done, and uh, I look forward to to keeping up with that one. But that was the only thing uh, I screened on uh, on the day. Did, did either of you screen anything else on? I can't remember now when we went over the, the Friday. Was there anything else? I watched Bless This Mess, but that was an episode that had already aired a yeah. while. Yeah. I think uh, Los Espookios premiered, but I don't think any of us went to it. I watched the episode on HBO, but I didn't go to that. That sounded like a fun panel. Plus, they had like an after party you could go to. Uh, like They gave out tickets to some party afterwards that you could have gone to after the panel. Yeah, none of us went and uh, saw the Los Spookies. Well, uh, uh, none of us on the podcast, but uh, Paul, which was a, a new addition to our ATX group this year, uh, he went to that, and it was, if you asked him at the end of the festival, it was his favorite panel and thing, uh, biggest surprise and favorite thing of the of the thing. So uh, that may be uh, a show uh, uh, worth checking out. 
And they put the first episode up on YouTube so anyone can watch that. So that one's available. Even if you don't get HBO, you can check out the premiere. All right. On uh, on Saturday, uh, Kyle and I uh, check, checked out Undone. Uh, he more than I. Uh, <laughs> oh, you got some sleep. All right. <laughs> yeah, I checked out on Undone. Or you could say that my viewing of it is Undone. Undone. Uh, so, very, so many things. I wasn't. I wasn't asleep for like, at least I don't think I was for like long, long stretches of time. I kept dozing off. I just remember that at the end of the first episode, the episode starts out with a car cruising down the street and a woman behind the wheel uh, crying. And then it ends the same way, except now you see a little bit more, but I saw that scene taking place for the second time and it gets to a point and I dozed off and I didn't see what she saw. And then I saw the next thing and then I dozed off again. And then the second episode was starting. And so I missed (laughs) the twist that pushes you into how the show kind of goes from kind of a standard drama ish family drama kind of uh, show into a completely different, uh, sort of a sci-fi-ish fantasy supernatural aspect, which I picked up on watching the parts that I wasn't dozing off during the second episode. Uh, But I just thought it was funny that I dozed off at the exact critical time (laughs) at the end of the first episode uh, uh, to miss, uh, to miss that. Uh, What I will say is the rotoscope animation is really cool. Yeah, it was, it was amazing how you can recognize the actors. Like I was like, as I was watching, I'm like, that looks like the woman from Life in Pieces. And like, <laughs> sure enough. And then I checked the credits at the end and it was her because it looks. And then like, well, I recognized um, Bob Odenkirk's voice right away. But I mean, it looked like him as well. Like when you're watching it. Yeah, it's a uh, I mean, listening to them talk about the process and stuff like that afterwards uh, how involved it is to create like the eight episodes that they've done uh, for the first season is is pretty amazing because they take the actors and they put them in an empty studio and they film the scenes and then they send those to the rotoscope uh, animators and then they turn those in they animate them so they still kind of look like them but they look animated it's this weird hybrid uh, effect, uh, but not in the way of of like trying to create like a digital version or of somebody or a digitized younger version of somebody type of thing. There's a there's no uncanny valley type of uh, thing happening because they don't look that real, but then fake. Uh, but then to do all the backgrounds, all the scenes are all animated, but they some of it is done by they have a a a whole bunch of artists that create uh oil paintings for the backdrops and they use those as the backdrops for the scenes and then they add other animation into whether they're you know inside outside or whatever's taking place and and so while the overall maybe I still need to actually see the full episodes to have a full (laughs) opinion. 
the it's it's almost worth watching just to see the animation and the the artwork and stuff like that uh in addition to whether the the story uh, uh takes off uh for you but uh yeah the story the story itself is quite dark like that first episode is like a family drama but it takes some really dark and like self-destructive turns to the characters and then um and then like you were saying it it goes into this weird sci-fi zone in in the second episode and i think that's where it's gonna stay i think well it's gonna be a mix of like still the family drama but now she's like on this supernatural mission um starting in the second episode and so yeah it's it's very it's a very unique show yeah it's it's trying to draw from different types of uh ideas on uh i don't know your your perspective on things or or whatnot and is somebody actually sort of uh you know quote unquote crazy or you know has some sort of uh mental problem or are they just seeing things on a different plane that other people can't see is kind of the idea that they're going for with uh with the twist and it kind of uh plays on different types of uh god i'm trying to sort of it's it's not not necessarily not native american but more like from like, mexico or or that because the the the, the characters are uh, are uh, or at least the the lead of it is is uh, like half mexican half uh, american and uh, half white half mexican however you want to say it but uh it leans on sort of. Why can I not think of the the way that it was presented? Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't remember what the word that they know, used. When you're talking yeah. uh, uh, different type, I want to. I keep wanting to say like medicine men or different types of uh, things like that, but not from like I said, not from like a Native American perspective. Was it like from, a shaman? Yeah, something? like a shaman, like from uh, like maybe more of an Aztec or something uh, from uh, Central America or Mexico or something. Uh, those types of things in. Uh, you know, whether somebody is really, you know, like schizophrenic or, you know, some other type of mental problem, or are they just seeing the the same world we're seeing, but a, at a different level or something like that is sort of the, you know, the sci-fi fantasy twist that they're, uh, they're going for, which is kind of interesting. But for me, it was, it was interesting hearing the process of how long it took uh, to put this show together. I mean, it's only going to be eight or 10 episodes and it's been like a year and a half or more or something like that to, uh, to get it written and, and all the animation and everything done, which is way more involved than your regular animated type of series. Yeah. Cause you got to do both filming alive people as well as doing the whole animation as well. So and it's putting like all the different three layers uh, together from all these things and uh, putting it's a, uh, uh, quite a process. Someone in the audience asked, like, with that much time, how, when do you need to know if you're renewed so you can start working on this? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, it's a good thing you asked that because the Amazon people are in the back row there. And <laughs> I wonder if it was a relative yeah. they planted to ask that question. <laughs> well, most of the people in there were. So, uh, but yeah, that was pretty funny. How about, did you uh, screen anything else? Ivy talked about uh, the. The Grey's Anatomy episode, uh, 
Did, was there anything else you saw before City on a Hill, Kyle? Um, as far as screamings, I don't think so. Well, the Tremors pilot, but that's <laughs> not going anywhere. So I don't want to get everyone's hopes up, but it's really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, uh, and then I had seen the Minute Trees, but then uh, so closing uh, the closing night, uh, City on a Hill. Ivy missed out on that one. Have it? Did you get a? Did you watch it since it premiered? Ivy? Last night. <laughs> He's already gone to the bar. <laughs> what? No, I just I, I hit the wrong mute button. I'm sorry. No, I, I. Yeah, no, I, I'm already back at the bar. Um, no, I haven't yet. It's it's on YouTube. I will get to it. I've not seen it yet. Uh, so, uh, what did you think of uh, this uh, look back at? sort of uh, uh, corruption and racism in the in the 90s in Boston uh, in with the cops and attorneys and criminals and whatnot. What did you think about it, uh, Kyle? I thought it was a pretty solid show. I mean, it felt like something we've seen a bunch of times with um, what's that, uh, The Departed and all these other things where we've seen like um, at one of the panel or was it this panel where um, Kevin Bacon talked about how he played a FBI agent like five times now? Is that <laughs> and, and and multiple he's played multiple either cops or FBI agents from Boston, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> even though he's from Philadelphia, <laughs> which he doesn't know how exactly that uh, uh, that works out. But uh, but yeah. But yeah, I thought it I thought it was a pretty solid show. Um I don't know if I want to commit to five years. They were talking like this could go five, six years. I don't know if I wanna watch it that long, but um I'll certainly check out another episode. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It's a it's a pretty big cast and it looks like it's going to sort of continue to sprawl out where you start meeting people and friends and loved ones and whatnot of everybody that's in the uh, involved, but the you know Kevin Bacon uh, as a you know kind of uh, corrupt uh, FBI agent, but uh, I don't know, sort of corrupt in the way of like the old school, like any whatever it takes to get the bad guy type of thing. And uh, Aldous Hodge as uh, the, an uh, assistant, uh, like district attorney, that uh, kind of wants to uh, clean things up, and you know but is trying to figure out how to navigate everything that's happening. And then you have Jill Hennessy plays uh, Kevin Bacon's wife and uh, Jonathan Tucker plays one of the main, uh, you know, criminal asp uh, that we meet uh, in the, in the show at the beginning. And so, I don't know. I really like the cast. I liked uh, some of what they uh, set up. I'm interested in checking out uh, a couple more, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. It uh, it seems that it's one of those that uh, it's going to take a few episodes to like fully set up the world in which that they're all uh, dealing with everything, and then uh, we'll kind of see uh, where it goes from there. Is it seemed like the guy who created the show he seemed to just want to explore the characters more than like have a overall plan of of yeah, where this the, is going? Yeah, that's the other thing is is the guy that created it you know, or is the main writer of it doesn't really have like a, it's more of a, yeah, it's more of a, have an idea and we'll go to there and then we'll see what comes up uh, from there to go forward. 
but they have brought on, you know, veterans like Tom Fontana to uh, that you know was behind things like Homicide: Life on the Streets and and things to uh, uh, as an executive producer. And so, you know, there's a there's kind of a nice mesh of old and new, you know, there to uh, try and uh, tell some uh, interesting stories. It's also, you know, uh, produced by uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Uh, is where, uh, you know, some of the uh, the stuff came from in the beginning, and uh, so that was uh, that was the closing night, and then uh, on uh, on Friday, Friday, we both uh, saw the uh, season six uh, premiere of uh, Younger. Uh, which, we saw that on Sunday too. What did I, what did I say? <laughs> you what said I, Friday. You oh, went Friday. back the other day. Oh, I'm looking at the I. I'm looking at the schedule. I have the schedule up, and I see Friday above it. But it's I have maybe you joined Ivy in the maybe yeah. you joined Ivy in the lounge and uh, don't yeah, remember. Yeah. But yeah, on Sunday <laughs> saw that, which I thought was really good. I thought, oh, I thought it was hilarious. I, yeah, it was. It had uh, if you've been waiting for sort of a big sort of a song and dance uh, production type of thing with given some of the people in the cast. Uh, you finally uh, get one of those, and apparently, possibly another one later in the season. So that was that was really funny, and uh, using the song, using uh, you know nine to five, the song, it the the lyrics work out like perfectly for the situation that they have, uh, and and sort of uh, these characters talking to each other in song. But it, it sort of fits without, you know, trying to create a whole musical episode of some sort of wackiness or something like that. But uh, uh, the whole episode was really good. And I thought it set things up for uh, this next season really well as as well. So definitely on board that. Uh, so I think that covers the uh, stuff that we that we saw. Uh, so was there anything... Uh, Ivy, that you uh, panel or something that you missed because of a conflict or you didn't get in on time or maybe yeah. you were in the bar <laughs> that you <laughs> that you kind of wanted to see, but uh, other things yeah. presented a better uh, a better time possibly. I think the only thing that I missed that I regret having missed was the Good Place podcast recording. Uh, I'm a big fan of that show. Um, and it's and it's like I said, it's silly because I I did my You're you know right. I'm just gonna chill out here in the lobby, which I've done before. And it's because there's some things where I go, you know, like the, there are some things where the lines just aren't worth fighting. Um, I was having a nice morning. I was enjoying catching up on the news from the day, and um, but truly, had I you know stopped five minutes before I did, they found a way to get everybody in the room. Now were they all standing in the back of the room potentially? And at that point, am I just as good listening to it when they post it next week on the Good Place podcast? Probably. So um, that was really the only thing. I mean, I like the the schedule this year. I was I missed. A, I was not as excited about the screenings that were here this year like I was last year. Last year, it felt like all I did was go to screenings. Um, but that but then that afforded me some time to do some other things. So, yeah, the only thing I really felt like I missed was that good place. I'm sure I would have enjoyed the the uh, the panel with Darcy Carden and the the ladies from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Superstore. But as I don't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Superstore, I found it worth skip, you know, skipping. Yeah. 
Well, for me, that was that was one that I was interested in, even though one of the people there is the person I find least funny on Superstore, but everybody seems to love. <laughs> mm. She she was the most hilarious person on that stage, too. Uh, so apparently I would have really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I, but that was at the same time as Men in Trees. I think so that and then the the main one being the the trimmers one i i was i was interested in seeing that and how and hearing them talk about you know a pilot that didn't get picked up and why they you know and you know seeing more about it and then also why they think it didn't work or didn't get picked up or uh that those type of discussions are interesting the problem is is it was you know it started at 10 o'clock and it was running across the same time as the veronica mars uh, you know, Q and a panel. So, uh, as, uh, Kyle and I, uh, talked about if they would have just moved the trimmers one to later in the day in state, it would have fit in perfectly. And he could have gone to Archer and then I could have gone to Veronica Mars. And then we both could have gone to trimmers later on. And then we wouldn't have missed, uh, had to miss something. But I think that was the only real, uh, conflict schedule wise of something that I, you know, saw announced that was coming. And then, uh, you know, you had to make a decision because they were at the same time. What about you, Kyle? Uh, as you already mentioned, the Archer <laughs> panel, which, um, yeah, the Archer was at the same time as Tremors. I would have loved to go to that panel. Uh, from, it sounded like people had a lot of fun at that one. Also, I, I don't watch Drunk History, but it sounded like that was a blast, that thing that conflicted with the league. And they also gave out, like, uh, hamburgers and fries at that yeah. at that panel. Uh, and Colin Hanks was there for that one. Um, and then the Men in Trees, I would have been interested in seeing that conflicted with something. I don't remember what, but uh, that one sounded interesting. Oh, that conflicted with the um, the women from the NBC comedies, I think. Yeah, so uh so outside of uh the festival things of uh panels and screenings and what I was there was there a highlight, best moment, uh something that you did Ivy that uh stands out for you? No, I think I not 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 <laughs> I was at the bar. Well, ironically, <laughs> uh you know, uh at that Saturday afternoon when I was at the bar um, there was a, you know, there was one of those celebrity sightings that, um, we were, we were oriented towards, uh, you know, in this bar, there's, there's some roped off space and some curtain off space for ATX to film podcast inserts. Um, and Darcy Carden, while we were sitting there, walked in and, and filmed, you know, and, and recorded hers and then walked back out. Um, and, you know, I was struck by how both, um, skinny and tall Darcy Carden was because I think she may have been like six foot seven we down. But as she walked out, um, there was a member of our party. I'm not naming names, but who may or may not be on the diminutive side of height. Uh, and I just had this image of, I really wish she would stand up so they could, she could stand. I want to get them with the picture together just to see how tall Darcy Carden was and how short our friend was. Cause that would have been, you know, really, a really interesting dynamic. How about you, Kyle? 
I can't think of anything. I think had I realized, say, if someone was taking a photo of someone and they realized they were a celebrity, <laughs> that that might have been a highlight. But <laughs> if you're just clueless, then um, yeah, Kyle yeah. would be like, "Oh, can I get a can I can I take a picture of you guys with my own phone? Could, would that be okay?" <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get any. I didn't get any celebrity photos this year. Normally, I at least get one each year, but uh, I didn't get any this year. I never like asking for pictures. I, I would love them, but I never like asking. I usually only ask if it's somebody that Ivy would like to have a picture with, but he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was all set to go up at the end of the Good Place podcast panel because Paul and I were in the front. We're in the front center couch. We were right there, but they whisked them off into the back immediately. So <sighs> didn't go up to either one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I think for me, the... Uh... I don't know. It's the uh, it's the times, you know, some of the times hanging out like uh, brunch on Sunday was a lot of fun. Uh, he, you know, the <laughs> uh, Ivy, you missed quite the car ride on the way back from Chewy's <laughs> on Saturday night. <laughs> I'm afraid <laughs> our diminutive friend was <laughs> in rare form while on the <laughs> phone with her husband. <laughs> and uh, let's just say that when we got back. It was none too soon for the driver <laughs> of that Uber. <laughs> well, I mean, as you have pointed out many times, we may have been at the bar for like six hours in between. Yeah. And so there was uh, there was stuff like that, that uh, between things where we were hanging out, you know, uh, Kyle realizing <laughs> that he had taken a picture of Spencer Grammer was quite a great moment for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of fun. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, some of the stories and stuff that were, that took place while we were waiting for dinner at Chewy's on Saturday night. Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, us barely making it to Chewy's on, on Wednesday before the happy hour was over to get the uh, free chips and queso and then, and then just wolfing it down. Like we had to finish it before, <laughs> before happy hour was over or they were going to take it away from us. <laughs> <laughs> like some weird thing, like we hadn't eaten all day or something, some such thing. It was, uh, and it was all of us. We were just like cramming. And I was like, what are we doing? Uh, but yeah, it just, uh, I don't know. A lot of fun just hanging out, uh, with the, you guys and, and stuff where, you know, you, we get to chat on the podcast and, you know, online and stuff like that. And th these are the opportunities since we live all over the place that we get a chance to actually hang out. Uh, and, uh, so that's the, uh, that's the, that's always some of the best parts of the, of the going to these things for me. We met some new friends. Yeah. We added, uh, we added to the, uh, added to the group and, uh, you know, sometimes some people are in sort of that, uh, the larger group, uh, rotation and then, you know, and then others like Paul came for the first time and he bought a ticket already and he's coming back next year. So, <laughs> Uh, it's, much, it's much easier for him to get into this than it was yeah. Comic-Con. <laughs> well, I'm just saying next year, whomever we add has to be American. The Canadian to American dynamic. Is <laughs> I know. I, I told him, I told him when I was adding him to the group, I'm like, now you Canadians have outnumbered us on this <laughs> Facebook message chat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause I think I introduced him as like, Hey, this is Paul. I met him years ago at Comic-Con. He's Canadian. <laughs> 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 uh and you're like oh another one uh but 
he lives really, really close. Like, he's almost from Detroit. Like, he's so close. (laughs) But, uh, you know, speaking of wolfing down chips and queso, what was the, uh, what was the best thing you ate, Kyle? Um, I guess it would have to be, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the restaurant that last night after the (laughs) torrential. Gordo's? (laughs) I was Gordo's, say, yes. Don't say Gordo's. <laughs> but now I have to say the name of what I ordered, <laughs> which also led to a lot of yes, jokes. That was the... So I ordered the, what was it, the breast lift? Yeah, the Is breast that... lift. And then they had a field day because the guy said, <laughs> like, what did you what did you have? And I said, I had the breast lift. And then Jason said something like, you didn't notice? You, and you, like... you can't tell? Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, they have some very interesting names for a lot of their uh, their items there at the uh, at the old Gordos, but uh, yeah, Gordos uh, is is definitely become a highlight for me uh, uh, going there. That Mama's Cake Donut is one of the best things I've ever eaten of any, not just donut, just period. Uh, but uh, no, it's a great spot there. They make both sweet and savory donuts, and so all of the bread for their sandwiches or, or things that they do uh, is, is made out of their donut dough, and uh, it makes for a really good. I had a had the club sandwich. It's by far the best club sandwich I've ever had. Uh, I, you know, it didn't it left it it lived up to last year's, you know, and uh, uh, but then also, uh, Kyle didn't. Uh, wasn't so hot on the uh, Cooper's barbecue, but uh, uh, the brisket there is also at the top of the list of uh, of things. I thought it was I thought it was okay, but not twenty five dollars <laughs> worth. Okay, well, I don't know how much brisket you bought there, Kyle. For $25. I just said a quarter pound. He said a little over. Is that okay? And I said sure, okay. And then it would end up being twenty five dollars for lunch. Yeah, I think I think part of the problem is is the guy that was cutting was you know was cutting the meat it was his first day and so he overcut and undercut i think our entire party yeah uh but yeah that uh, uh that was good and then always the queso at chewies is is uh is queso at chewies brisket at cooper's and uh uh the uh mama's cake donut at gordo's those are the those are the things that i, I they're always on the list now they, they get hit every uh, every year, you're gonna have to add more days as you <laughs> add more. <laughs> well, that was well, that was the thing is last year I was there for nine days. That's how I found some of these other places <laughs> and stuff. And then, uh, then when you go in and you're only there for like five days, it's a uh, it's a lot uh, it's a lot harder to hit some of uh, of these spots. Uh, at least Cooper's is just right there within uh, you know three or four blocks of where everything's happening. So that's a that's an easy one to get to. How about you? Uh, Ivy. So, I mean, I'm supposed to say Cooper's, right? Because I am, I am the Cooper's flag waver in this group. Um, You're hanging out with Mr. Cooper's. Yeah. I mean, last year I went, I think four out of four days. Did I go to Cooper's (laughs) for barbecue at one point? Yeah. It's, I had a better voodoo donut experience this year. I think it's because I'm smart enough to know what I'm going to like and what I'm not going to like there, but it's still, is a little underwhelming. No, I want to call out 
you know, not that it has anything to do with Saturday afternoon, um, but Austin East Cider has a, a blood orange cider, flavored cider, that they had in cans pretty much anywhere we went that was utterly fantastic. And I just discovered uh, moments before the podcast, recording the podcast today, that it is available locally at Total Wine. So I will get to experience a little more of it this summer. There you go. Yeah, I think uh, probably I didn't get a chance to hit Hop Dotties this time, but uh, I think that was that turned out to be the biggest letdown was uh, Kyle and Lynn went to uh, Hop Dottie and Lynn had been talking she this place up, up. <laughs> talking this place up, how great the burgers were and the, the truffle fries. And then they got there and the burgers were just kind of OK and the truffle fries were cold. And they got my shake wrong. <laughs> yeah, and, and he ordered ordered one shake and uh, got some more of something else. But yeah, so I think uh, I think we've all kind of already answered the last question on the list. Uh, anybody here plan on going back next season? Yeah, I picked mine up even before it started for yeah, next season. That's, <laughs> I did. I didn't. I didn't make the mistake that we did last year, and I never made it back there in time to get one. I bought it. I picked up my badge and I bought mine for next year at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I had to get back in line to do it, but I did that this year. So yeah, we're all uh, we're all on board. Uh, what would you, Kyle? What would you tell somebody that's never come uh, before? Why should they come to the ATX Festival? Other other than obviously to hang out with us, awesome people. If you're too cold all the time, <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect for you because the heat is tremendous. And it wasn't um, even as hot this year as it was last year, so... No. Um, no, I, I'd say it's nice and small. Like, I was even, like... I was even telling Paul, because it was his first time, I was even telling him, like, you're going to see this person, this person, this person, this person. The five people I described all showed up within, like, five minutes of us <laughs> talking. Because it's the same people that go every single year to this um, to this festival. So you, you get to know the people that are there. It feels like a small community. And, like, you pretty much get into everything. Like, I had no problems getting into every, everything that I tried to get into this year. Because it's only, like, a couple thousand people, I think, who, who go to this. So it's not, it's not overwhelming. The only negative is the heat for me. That's always, like, a, a nightmare. And it wasn't that bad this year. Because most of the time I was in the shade, I also had my... I brought a fan that stuck around my neck. So I could just stand there and not hold anything. And it was, it was keeping me cold. Um... So yeah, I, I, it's a nice, fun, small uh, festival that, and like, if you like to see celebrities, you can just hang out in that in that lounge or that hotel, and there's plenty that that wander around. I guess Matthew McConaughey was there one night, but uh, we didn't see it. No one saw him from our group, I don't think. Yeah, there's a uh, yeah, a lot of the people from the panels and the shows they go hang out at the at the badge holder lounge too, and so you can you know and. You know, some of them all even are are getting in line to go see other things, and you might uh, be able to you know chat with somebody in line, and and then I don't know. I think it's just uh, it's a good time if you're a TV fan. There's always going to be something there that interests you, uh, and then some of the things a lot of times didn't really happen uh, this year, but Ivy happened to you a couple times last year i think where you end up in something that you weren't really think you were interested in and it turns out to be one of the best panels of the you know of the festival and so i just think it's really cool that they 
bring all these, they go after all these different shows. And then once they have a good number of people there and who's coming, they look and see like, what have all these people done? What kind of commonalities do we have between some of the people that are here? And then they create these other panels and Q and a discussions and stuff like that out of, out of those things from people that were, you know, already going to be there or they, uh, you know, or they get some other people to come and talk about, you know, trimmers because Kevin Bacon's going to be there for the Showtime City on a Hill. How do you know it wasn't the other way around? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it probably was totally the other way. Uh, but things like that. That's what uh, that's what I like about the festival. And then, uh, you know, hanging out with the uh, and making you know, new new TV friends, because when you're standing in line. Everybody in that line is interested in that thing you're about to go see, so it's easy to talk to anybody else that's there. Yeah, I, I, I even had so I even had some random person come up to me when I was sitting in the panel for Fear the Walking Dead, I think. They came and tapped on my shoulder and was like, Hey, I sat next to you next to Breaking Bad last year. Oh like, I didn't remember this person at all, but they obviously <laughs> remembered me. I hope it was a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I only sat I only sat next to you guys and everything this year. I mean, that's the that's that's kind of one of the neat things about the the group of people that we go with. It's that you know, pretty much anything you go to, there's going to be someone you know that's there, which is uh, which is a nice upside to that ever growing group of people. You don't, I mean, we don't have to, we don't always have to go to dinner together. Um, cause I bailed a couple of times and we don't always have to go to every, you know, it's, but any, anytime you're probably want, want to have lunch, there's probably someone on the group that's also ready for hungry. <laughs> yeah. You know, you want, you, you want to go see this thing. Chances are there's probably somebody already in line that can save you a seat. Not that we're supposed to save seats, but you know, we, we get away with it cause we do it unobtrusively and politely. Um, but it's, yeah, it's. You know, it's the, what's the meme right now? It's the it's the jury. It's the people you meet along the way. Um, but it's that's truly the case. We've got a we've got a good group of folks to come with. So, yeah. But in that, you know, of the sort of the main group of people that uh, we were hanging out with this year, like only I mean, I know all of them except for Paul this year from previous years, but. In previous years, I didn't know them either. Like, I knew Kyle and I knew Ivy from, you know, we've met at, at Comic-Con and, and uh, other things uh, throughout the years. Uh, but, you know, some of, the, some of the rest of the group, like, I've met because they were either friends of people you were already friends with or met at the festival. And, uh, you know, that group, uh, you know, continues to, you know, kind of grow of... Uh, that people that, that, that come to it. And so we get it, Jason, you met your fiance <laughs> at the show. We get it. Okay. Well, well that too, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, uh, not, not just that. I'm just saying that, uh, uh, you know, some of the, some other people that weren't here are people, you know, this year or that were there last year or in previous years are people that, uh, you know, uh, met along the way are, as we were talking, our diminutive friend met her, two years ago because she is friends with Lynn. So, you know, that, uh, and, you know, everybody kind of tries to, you know, get their other friends to, uh, that 
are interested in TV to come to this too. And so it kind of expands out and, uh, but you're, if you're, uh, you know, if you don't know any necessarily know anybody already, you're going to know somebody by the time you leave. That's, or you uh, just contact us and you know seven, <laughs> seven or so people right there. Uh, and, and you can tell ours is not the only group like that. There's, yeah, you, know, there's, you can tell that there are a couple of growing groups of people that have met there and continue and, and drive friendships there. And that's it's a really kind of nice byproduct of the show. Yeah, there's. So we both, want our group see, to be the biggest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so join our group. Yeah, you can you can see multiple groups though, like of people hanging out at the badge holder lounge and uh, and you know walking, you know from place to place throughout. You know, uh, or you know you end up at the same place for dinner, and you see you know obvious uh, people. You know they've still got their badges on or whatever from the festival, and uh, it's just a it's just a really good time. Totally worth it if you're a big uh, a big TV fan that you know likes lots of different TV. That's the other thing too. There's no there's no specific genre or type of thing to it. It's they do everything. They, you know they've you know from comedies to dramas to sci-fi stuff to you know it runs the the gamut of stuff that they've uh, got going there from new shows to old shows to it's a uh, it's just a, a really good time. So. Uh, with that, uh, we'll have uh, links to where you can find uh, more information about the ATX Television Festival and also where you can uh, you know, get a hold of each of us uh, in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 409. And uh, on the next uh, TV Times 3, uh, we'll kind of be getting back to uh, our more regular episodes where we'll be talking a little uh, TV news and then also going over a handful of shows that we've been watching in the past week. Uh, maybe some more about some of these uh, summer shows that we uh, plan on uh, on keeping up with, or uh, or some of the other things like uh, Jet that I just uh, watched the first episode of uh, uh, from uh, with Carla Gugino on Cinemax, which I really liked. And uh, so you make your name sound so easy to say. <laughs> <laughs> I I look forward to hearing you talk about that, Jason, because I'm, I'm not I'm not sure yet. I haven't checked it out yet. I need to check out that. I have it recorded. And uh, so we'll be talking more of that and have, you know, maybe some TV recommendations and uh, uh, back to our more regularly formatted show for, well, two or three weeks until we uh, start talking about Comic-Con, <laughs> uh, which is... Where Jason will take more pictures with people that I can't meet. Yeah, which is only, uh, which is only four weeks away. It's uh, crazy. It's insane. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you uh, both, uh, Ivy and Kyle, for joining me on episode 409. It's the clean episode. That's right. <laughs> it is. But also the less formulaic one. So very strange in that matter. <laughs> Next week will be Formula 4010. Because uh, that's how you say 410. We're already up to episode 4010. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Uh, Spoiler alert. All right. Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 409. As now, I'm, all I can think of is Formula 409 now. This should be a really clean podcast. Uh, all right. Starting over. Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 409. On this episode... God, I can't even talk. <laughs> I don't know what an episode is, but uh, take three. 
Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 409. On this episode...